Hello and welcome to Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast. I am the aforementioned Bedlam, DM of this actual play D&D podcast. This podcast picks up our story midway through our current campaign, and while there is a brief recap of the previous session following the player introductions, a more thorough summary of the events that have transpired will soon be available. As is the nature of stories involving good versus evil, our arc has brought us to some darker aspects of things, sometimes amplified by the fantastical setting. Some of the situations portrayed may be too intense for some listeners. Discretion is advised. Thank you for joining us, and we hope that you enjoy listening to our story as much as we enjoyed creating it. I'm Peyton. I'm playing Mirmolnir, the Amethyst Dragonborn Monk. I am Mark. I am playing Latgain. He is a blue-skinned dragonborn. He's a wizard. I don't know. Lost in time and space, yeah. Well, I be Parsifal, and I'm playing Grom. I'm a barbarian who's traveled south from the Northlands. My people have an odd affinity for hunting fierce beasts. Because we believe that if we crack the bones and devour the marrow of a beast, we gain its strength. My tribe has been lost and I've wandered south and met up with this band of ragtag hooligans that I consider my family and I'd gladly kill for them. I'm Carrie. I am playing Tylalore slash Gwendolith. I am a half-elf fighter, currently going through an emotional identity struggle and working with Grom and Ladgain and everyone else to figure out our quests and where we need to go from there. Last session, making your way down cliff away from Grenzander's estate. You arrived at the familiar establishment, The Siren, where you interacted with the proprietor, Randall, and subsequently met with an individual whom Tylalore and Grom had met previously. You had a conversation seeking information, but were met with many riddles and nothing terribly definitive. You then headed out from The Siren and moved on to Ezekiel's exotic eccentricities, where you met Ezekiel himself, Yuan-Ti Pureblood. That meeting, justifiably so, came across as somewhat snake-like, both literally and figuratively. Through veiled conversation, you determine that you potentially have a lead on finding Grenzander's daughter, and you are set to return that evening with some specific words that might gain you access to said contraband, along with enough money to compensate the transaction. Initially, the plan was for Grom and Latgain to return to Grenzander's, to search for the focus stones that Grom had left behind, as well as ask Grenzander if he has any means to bankroll this endeavor. Mirmolnir and Tylalor were on their way to an unlicensed brothel named The Morning Wood, which is one of four tavern establishments run by the business mogul Mukal Holdings. These were identified by Grenzander in the effort to give your group a lead to seek out information. Given that Percy is unavailable for this session, Latgain changed his mind last minute and decided to accompany Tylalor and Mirmolnir to The Morning Wood. I kind of imagine that Latgain just in such a huff that he left the focus stone like would just walk in the wrong direction and just keep walking until you guys caught up because that's the right direction to go i can't think of any other reason that i would be like oh yeah i'm out like i'll I'll, I'll leave the stone alone to begin you find yourself out in the rain outside of ezekiel's having just parted ways with grom what would you like to do no, if I remember right, our plan was to catch someone outside of the 
building and see if we could persuade them to give us information. Yeah, because I think we're the entire reason is we're looking for the right words to use. Was it going to be just wait outside the building or actually go inside and like try to be patrons? It was my understanding we were going to wait outside and try to catch someone. I was envisioned that we just wait right outside the door. Someone walks out, just grab them. Okay. I like it. Well, does anybody know the way to the morning wood? I know my way to a morning wood, but not this one. Your guess is as good as mine. I'll kind of look back and see that Grom's already clearly down the road. So. Yep, he gone. Uh, I will say that Grinzander kind of gave you the general area of town that these places were in. So, um, so you would know about where you are now. Um, imagine, like I said, down by the waterside, about 20 minutes southeast of the Siren. Uh, the morning wood uh, is pretty much going to be straight north of there. Well, I say we get going then, huh? Sure, let's go. So I guess you travel northward uh, in relative silence. I'd like to try and discuss what method we think we're going to use to try and get these words. I think if we can, we should try and avoid, try and avoid getting into a fight. I guess try and take a not-so-violent approach to it. So, should we offer to, are we looking to grab somebody that's coming out or going in? If we, somebody that's going in, we could offer to buy them a drink, get chummy with them. That would be more likely to end up with one of us having to go inside. I feel like catching them on the way out is going to be the better deal because their plan then would be to leave. What time of the day is it right now? It is approximately 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not super familiar with these kind of establishments, but are there going to be many patrons leaving at this time? Your knowledge on that is about as good as my own. I suppose we can see when we get there, and if no one's coming in or out, then we can assess it from there. Sounds good. Works for me. While we walk, is there is there any way for me to, like, focus and see if I can't sense the, like, a, like the ripples or the plains shifting areas or like I know there are like different gateways that are available is there any way that I can or would I have to is that like a sit down thing um do you have a specific spell in mind or you just want kind of want to get a feel of just a feel of, of like because like yeah just a feel of how many if that's common okay uh I would say roll me an arcana yeah, so 21. Uh, with the 21, um, as you proceed northward through the rain, Mirmolnir and Tylalor, you kind of notice uh, Latgain kind of withdraw into himself and uh, kind of go into autopilot mode. And uh, yeah, I, th- I would say with the, with the 21 and your, your background and the type of magic that uh, you specialize in, after a time, you can start to f- see, not, not outright see, but... You've seen visual representations of like, gravity. It's three-dimensional, but it's a plane, and there's a, a well down to a, down to a point. Um, there's nothing overt, but you can you can see. If I if I let myself go, I would fall off into this direction, or I would fall off into you know, basically uh, steer yourself downhill, quote air quotes downhill to sources of planar disruption, or and it's not even necessarily disruption, just planar interaction. But as I said, there's nothing. It's, oh my god, there's a, there's a rift in that house. You know, it's just uh, within the city, just as you're walking, you can tell that there are a lot of things at play and a lot of things interacting with 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 each other. If uh, nobody wants to ask him about that or has anything else, we'll just say that uh, you get get to the morning wood. Uh, the signifier of this establishment 
It's an unassuming building, but the signifier is almost comical. It is obviously a cock, but the depiction anthropomorphizes it in a fashion that can only be described as weeping. This is the place. Okay, so here we are. Where do we want to wait? Is there, when we look around, is there like an alleyway or a... Perception roll, please. Perception. It's 18. Yeah, there's an alley nearby. Um, the surrounding area, it doesn't look too commercial, so to speak. It's, uh, it's a, lot, a lot of uh, residential. As I said, it's a very unassuming building. It's almost kind of tucked into a larger structure. Uh, basically, it's uh, you get the feeling that it's just kind of like, nope, I'm here. Nobody, nobody mind me. There's an alley. As you stand looking at the door, the alley would be kind of off to the right of the building. The alley being maybe maybe six feet wide. It's very. It's not very wide. I suggest we just go hang out in this corner of this alleyway for a little while and see if anybody comes trudging through. Try not to look suspicious. Mosey on over there. If there's like a barrel or something I can sit up on. Pretty empty. There's some refuse, but there's not really... This side of the building, is there like a side door then too? Um, investigation. 19. 19. Uh, there is not a side door in the alley. Windows? Nope, no windows. You do discover a side door to the building on the other side of the alley. And that's just a residential house? Yeah, yeah. It looks like that building does have some windows facing into the alley, but all of them seem to be either shuttered or curtains. And we wait... All right, you wait 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I stand up. Is there like a food cart or a vendor or anything like that I can see around? Um, the rain actually has uh, pretty much uh, not a lot going on. In, in your time, in that 30 minutes, you've maybe seen two people come down the street, but they had no intention of even giving this place a second look. You know, somebody comes out of out of what you presume to be their home and turns up the street away from you. You know, people still are, are going about their days, but in a uh, kind of a limited fashion, because it's wet and muddy and chilly, and people like to be inside during this time. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm pretty sick of getting wet. Uh, say we go inside see what this place is all about sure okay all right so pop around the corner of the alleyway and make our way up to the the door and open the door if it's unlocked uh it is indeed unlocked contrary to the outside you're greeted uh, with a jovial environment several of the patrons appear to be paired off uh, with the exception of one table consisting of a group of five behind the bar is a gray furred tabaxi with intense blue eyes confidently dressed in tight-fitting leather pants and a sash that are not the least bit functional. He sees you enter and says, Welcome. Please, take a seat anywhere. Probably take this seat over here. We're obviously together, so I'll go sit with him. All right, there's only two chairs there, so what would you like to do, Mirmanir? I'll just kind of lean against the wall on that kind of closest wall to them. All right, at the uh, adjacent table, the table not too far from you, the table of five, uh, you see two similarly looking humans, not dressed in the livery of Greya, but they are, it's, you know, imagine like you're not at work, but you have a company hat. So you can see the the hawks. That's, they're definitely, uh, definitely Greyan employ or origin. There's an Osperian with them, kind of dressed similarly, casual, but definitely proud of where where he's from 
and then you see a human female, the redhead that's that's there. Uh, she has a gemmed circlet around her head uh, and very nice blue eyes. Um, and then you also see a dwarven woman, also with red hair. And then up here at the bar, you see a blonde woman dressed in uh, furs that they've been weathered. She has a traveler air about her. And then, yes, you've seen the bartender. And uh, you hear kind of from the back of the facility, are those bagpipes playing? If they are, they're not good. <laughs> not in, not intrusive, but they're kind of back there. Can I get you three something to drink? Yes, uh, I'll take an ale. Very good. Make that too, please. Very well. None for me. Hmm. Teetotaler? He'll have water. Very well. So, as he goes... Busies himself, Pen. Um, this table over here, those the two girls, do they, do they look like they work here, or are they actually companions of those people, can I tell? Um, let's have an insight check. That's a four. You're not sure. Well, I don't know exactly what I'm looking for here. Uh, I probably need to spark some conversation with someone here. You guys have any... Any clues by looking around this room who might be the most open to having a conversation? I'll look around and see if I can find anybody that seems like they might possibly fit the type of people we're looking for to try and question. And what type of person would that be? Um, Anybody who looks a little bit shady but seems like they have money. Okay, roll me an investigation, please. 16. 16, and I will follow that up with an insight roll, please. Fifteen. Yeah, you got a pretty confident uh, uh, read on the crowd, at least the crowd that you can see. Uh, if you're, are you just sitting at the table, glancing around? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's a, the bar. There's actually a stair, a door behind the bar that, uh, well, you're not sure where it leads because it's, well, no, there's no door. It's just a, a stairwell down. Uh, but that kind of column behind the bar has kind of blocked your view for seeing deeper into past the bar. At the end of the bar here, the blonde-haired woman is chatting with an, a human male, shirtless. Pretty good-looking guy, really, brunette. With that insight roll, you uh, kind of can put two and two together that if uh, this actually is an unlicensed brothel, as Grinzander said, that he is probably uh, one of the employees. Mm. Past that, uh, as far as shade, you kind of observe the table of five for a minute and... You see the the soldier types are in there just kind of having a good having a good time and uh, yeah you can probably assume that the the two redheads might have uh, been here when they got here mm. and about that time tabaxi comes over and sets two ales down on the table and hands you a, a mug of water this is you seem new here welcome to the morning wood thank you we don't have any food service but we have plenty of drinks. So please, make yourself at home. Mingle, enjoy. Let me know if I can get you anything else. Will do. Thank you. Do tabaxis have tails? Oh. Alright, if he does, as he's walking away, he's got a big tail swish as he goes away. And, and his leather pants are almost Ross from Friends leather pants. They're so tight they're painful. Or at least you assume they're painful. Well, so, have you seen anybody here that might be open to having a conversation? I'm not really sure. Seems there's some staff working, but I'll be honest, I'm a bit out of my depth on this. You hear a... from the back corner. That's that's a bagpipe. (laughs) Well, whoever's playing that music isn't very good. 
The bartender hears you say that and looks over and says, you can say that again. Yeah, but we're not here for the music. Oh, he, he's, he's not of our employ. So it's a matter of wooing then, hey? Oh, the bagpiper? Yes, he's he thinks he's impressing people. Or at least Tamuzi in particular. Well, it's all a matter of coin, truly, though, isn't it? Mm, I suppose so. But, as is the nature of all people, it is nice to be legitimately liked. This is very true. All right, some time passes and you all awkwardly sip your ale. Time a, uh, a white-haired drow kind of comes swishing over to your table and says, Hello, my name is Sindern. Hello, Sender. How are you doing this night? It's slow, but that's okay sometimes. What brings you into the morning wood? Oh, truly. It was rainy outside, and this seemed like a place that we could dry and possibly grab a, a drink. I'm not very familiar with this establishment. Hmm. Well, it is a nice little hole in the wall. Yes. Good place to dry out. Would you like to sit with us for a while? Buy me a drink? I kind of look at you, yeah. Of course. I'll uh, do a... I may chance to pull one of these little chairs over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a gentleman. So, you come here often? You could say that. You work here? One could say that. I see. Is there that, uh, many establishments like this? Well, it depends what you mean by like this. A nice place to come, dry out, have a drink. Those to find quick companionship. Oh, so you are somewhat familiar with this establishment? Not this one, per se. I am familiar with the type. Hmm. Tell me, how did you hear about us? Once again, I didn't. We were just walking through. The rain. Roll deception. It is a 12. She kind of gives you a, a smile. It says, is that big fellow with you as well? Ah, Murray. Of course he is. In fact, he he's probably more familiar with these establishments than I am. <laughs> I just kind of lean back. He looks like he could be fun. What do you think there, big guy? Can you be fun? I don't know what you're referring to. Surely you do. And she stands up and approaches you and gets, like, too close. Says, I'm sure. Comes up and does the whole touch-your-muscles thing. Do you not like to have fun? I'm just going to give her a very confused stare. Why don't you go let her teach you some things? I know all I need to know already. (laughs) (laughs) And until today, my character didn't know the term Morningwood. (laughs) (laughs) There's always things to learn. And I can be a very good teacher. She starts giving you the little pouty. I give Murray the, come on, this could be our chance, look and say, go on, Murray. Let her teach you some things. Would you help me lift something? You seem very strong. I suppose I could assist you. I'm assuming you are a group of means? Oh, of course. Just can't look at you. We have some coin. Oh, very good. Well, now, Murray, was it? You can call me that. Yes. 
that thing I needed lifting. Come this way. And she takes your hand and proceeds to lead you. I would like to point out that when I lived in the cave, there was none of this. We just crawled out of the river. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just a whole foreign concept to me. All right, well, she's going to roll a uh, performance check. That is natural 20. Ooh, you got a ride. So she's very good at what she does. So I'm going to say there's going to be probably about a uh, half hour of uh, activity that uh, blows Miramonar's mind um, before she's ready for pillow talk. Bartender looks up and says, Oh, I see you're making friends. At least one of our friends is anyways. Seems to be a very fine establishment you have here. Are you the owner? I am. What was your name? I am Ketso. Ketso. It's nice to meet you. I say I haven't uh, seen you two around. You new in town? Yes. Yeah. I'm a little newer than she is, of course, but... Don't worry, the weather's not always like this. Oh, good. And, and this this Bane event I hear about, is this, this is coming up soon? It is. I believe the official start date is the end of this week. So your friend has jumped right into it. Are you two looking for any companionship tonight? Or just here for a drink? Just a drink. Oh, very well. I'm typically more interested in companionship that doesn't just last a night. Hmm. Any of my companionship should include my husband as well. Ah, traditionalists. Oh, welcome. And he pours two drinks that look a little fancier than the ale or whatever. And he said, please, on me. He sets them on the bar. Thank you. Thank you. Considered a welcome to Aconitum Falls round. I'll take a little sip of it. It's good. <laughs> you take it back to the table or do you move up to the bar? I'll probably move up to the bar. Mm-hmm. Tell me, I'm curious if I say I had a certain desire in mind. Could you... Is there ways to find more people, or is this a you-have-what-you-have-establishment? Mm-hmm. More drinks, rather. That depends on what your taste is. We have a wide variety of things available here. Although, I understand if you have more of a refined taste. The highest taste, you might say. Let's have a persuasion roll. Okay, Fifteen. Fifteen, he regards you for a second and says, Well, I understand that uh, Gemstones in the Rough has some higher-end fare. Are you affiliated with them? Mm, no, they are in, they are independently owned. As you are? Mm, I am part of a larger organization, you could say. Entity. A larger entity. And... Then why is this other establishment not a part of yours? <laughs> Free trade and all that. What, what establishment are you a part of that is larger? Well, you've not heard of Mukal Holdings? Like I say, I'm pretty new here, mm, but... They're quite a... Well, they do a little bit of everything. Bit of a shipping mogul. They own taverns. They own the theater. They own a few art galleries. This is a... Is it a group of people, or is it helmed by one? A group. Or a council, I see. When you are a conglomerate that large, you, uh... I imagine it gets to be too much for one person. One person. So, what if we're looking for something a bit finer that isn't 
temporary, something that we can take home and keep. Yeah, let's just do persuasion. Four. I believe those services are available in town. It is a large city after a while, after all. Mm. Any idea where we can go? Mm. And he's like visibly kind of suspiciously looking at you now. At this point, I'll take out the one and only gem that I own and just kind of put it on the table, leave it there. I don't know what its value is or anything like that. It's a fine gemstone you have there. Oh, I thought this was yours. Oh, perhaps let me take a closer look. He scoops it up, looks at it, and kind of gives a... So you broker an information then? Or rather want to? I've done many things. I do like information. At this point, there's another... From the other side of the bar. (laughs) Kind of... I do wish he would just be done with it. It's an odd courtship ritual that man has going. Nevertheless, um, I might be aware of certain organizations that might provide what you seek, but let me get this straight. By finer, assuming you mean darker. Correct. It does take all kinds. Just trying to find a toy for my husband and I to enjoy. Hmm. Tucks the gem away in his uh, vest. Are you aware of a little store, a little shop, owned by one Ezekiel? We have heard this name, yes. Hmm. Well, I can tell you, he's a bit of a gatekeeper. Mm. And the key to that gate is not necessarily easy to come by. Do you know where to find the key? Or do you have a spare, perhaps? I might be in possession of one. However... Dealings of this kind necessarily come with a fair amount of trust. Of course. You see, there are, let's just say, certain parties and entities in town that look down on this type of thing. Yes, I am aware it's not the normal tastes. Well, as I said, by no means am I uh, one here to judge. However, you are new faces. And I do not trust easily. Understandably. About that time, a red-bearded dwarf, lugging some bagpipes with him, comes up to the bar. He says, Oh, dear. Ketso, you better give me another round. He says, Excuse me. And he comes over and deals with the bard. And the bard is... So I think I'm actually getting better. Well, I guess I don't, uh... I don't know what else to do here. I don't don't know how much that gem was worth, and... Doesn't seem like he's gonna give us this information until we've known him longer. We need to find what he's wanting to earn that trust. Uh, Ketso gives the dwarf a drink, or has an interaction, and then uh, goes downstairs. Dwarf looks over and says, Ah, new face is there. You new to town, then. You having a good night? We're working on it. Good. Well, you've come to the right place. There's a lot of fun to be had here. You come here often? I do. Personal goal. There, up, up over, but sitting up by the fire. Ah, that beauty. Timuzi. Music to my ears. One of these days, one of these days, I'm going to take her out of this place. A romantic. Yes, well, we all have our weaknesses. Indeed. Tell us about Ketso. Oh, right, right, weird one that one is. You see a lot of tabaxi around here, but nice enough fella. Just running, running the establishment, facilitating the things. Your bagpipe there, even you play that much. Oh, every day. Almost all of me life. Truly. Truly. You 
heard some of me, me uh, dulcet tunes then, huh? Oh, yes, it was. Sounds, it was dulcet sounds. Very good. Uh, you're, a fan, you're a bagpipe fan then. Ah, first time I've heard it. I imagine you're, you're very talented. Ah, thank you, thank you. Ketso comes back with a bottle of something and gives it to the dwarf. Dwarf says, Well, it was a pleasure to meet you. Enjoy more of the bagpipe music. There's plenty of come this evening. You should join us over by the fire. Perhaps we will. Thank you. Good luck wooing your lady. Oh, thank you, thank you. I will. It's only a matter of time. I think at this point we can say, Miramonir, uh, you just had your world rocked. She says, oh, that was fun. I hope you enjoyed yourself. That was something. The first one of your type that I've seen. You're not from around here, are you? No, I can't say I am. Well, I hope I was able to make your time here in the city a little bit more enjoyable. Definitely a new experience. I'm glad I could be a part of that. She uh, makes to sit up and start finding her clothes that are strewn about the uh, room there. The strong, silent type. I like that. Mary, man of many words. I'm just trying to think of the, I guess, the right guess what I need to ask her is what I'm trying to think of. It's the hardest part, really. I mean, she is drow. They are notoriously not good. It's true. So, are you from around here? Um, most definitely not. Well, how'd you find your way here? It is a, a hub, one that uh, generally has a reputation for being a bit uh, more accepting of those of, let's say, my, well, skin tone. A melting pot, if you will. So, is Ketso back with us? He's back behind the bar, yeah. How would one go about um, earning this trust? Hmm. Trust is a tricky thing. It means different things to different people. Mm. For me, familiarity is important. Again, understandable. For others, he kind of gives you the side eye and kind of looks at you and... Pulls that gem out, looks at it again. It says, for others, a simple act of accomplishment is enough to gain trust. I have a, I could say, acquaintance. Okay. He runs a different Mukal establishment. Nice fellow. I feel he trusts too easy. Would you be willing to point us in his direction? Potentially. Um, I'm going to take out another gem and slide it his way. I do like shiny things. You see his tail swish, swish, swish. I try not to judge a book by its cover, but uh, judging from your appearance and your big friend's appearance, you might have better luck finding your key at the Violent Didgeridoo. Thank you. It's my pleasure. We'll work on finishing our drinks while we wait for Murray to come back. Do you want another? It would be on me. Sure. Ooh, yes, that. Thank same you as kindly. The second one. Right. Yep. He uh, pours you up another, another round. Of the deliciousness. What time is it? Oh, let's see. What did I say? It was three, and then you got there about a little bit before four. Murray went back about four, so it'll be about 4.30 when he comes out. So we'll say if there's anything you want to uh, finish up chatting with uh, Cindern. Well, Murray, as I said, this was fun. I hope you come again. And she's doing up the last of her outfit. Yeah, I can't think of anything. I can't think of what I need to ask. All right. She bends down and gives you a little kiss on your nose. And 
exits the room. As she's walking out the door, she looks back and says, You can just leave the money on the nightstand. Out the door. (laughs) Where are we going to keep it? My prison purse? (laughs) I don't know what such a thing costs. And she walks by and she swishes by you too. And as she walks by, she just kind of leans in and says, If your friend has any more confusion, it's 50. And goes back and sits down at the table across from somebody who else obviously works there. I'm the only one with money in the party right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna walk out and rejoin them standing by the bar. I'll give you the money real quick. Here you go. Go pay her. I'm just gonna walk up. I'm just gonna open the door, throw it in, and <laughs> walk away. <laughs> so Murray walks out with a shell shocked look on his face, and Tyler Lord just hands him 50 gold. And without a word, you turn back and go throw it in the room. Congratulations, you're a man. You doing anything, Murray? More than I ever wanted to. <laughs> but did you have fun? Nope. <laughs> Can't say I did. Not a man of physical desires. Understood. I wanna like do I believe him? Right, roll an insight. It's a sixteen. Are you are you trying to deceive him? Is that the truth? He's just so confused he doesn't know himself. Yeah, I was gonna say it's one of those things of Don't judge it off the first try. Maybe you should try again, Murray. Nope, I will leave that to you. Well, I think that uh, we actually can leave here now. Mm-hmm. I finished my drink. Did he say the violent diddly-doo? Is that what we're going? Didgeridoo. Didgeridoo? Yes. And if I remember right, we had a time frame of seven? Sundown. Which I'd say this time of year is a little past that. And I think he actually said it's sometime after sundown, so... Yeah, so I would just the same get moving. Unless you guys want to stay here for another drink, or... I'm just going to walk out the door. Mur- Murray? Okay. So you know where he's going. <laughs> and I can follow him out. I was going to say, I'm just going to go stand outside the door. Okay, you f- yeah, you follow him out, and you just see him standing there in the rain, trying to comprehend what just happened. All, all these emotions and new feelings that... <laughs> I didn't even know I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have a... Uh, Perception check as y'all leave the uh, morning wood. Eight. Eleven. Eighteen. All right. I'm going to get stabbed, aren't I? You're going to get stabbed, and I'm just not even going to notice. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you head out of the, the morning wood, and everything seems fine. Okay. So, as you make your way up to uh, make your way to the next establishment... Any walk and talk, or is everybody walking in contemplative silence? Murmurneural, you uh, you seem to run out of there pretty quickly. What's going on there? You didn't find it to your liking? No. No, I did not. Alright. Maybe he actually likes the men. Mm, was that the problem? I'm gonna be honest. I learned things about myself I never thought I'd learn. Those places will do that to you. Journeys of self-discovery can be tough. I'm gonna have to meditate on this. You approach a squat brick building. You see an emblem of an intricately decorated straight pipe type instrument, cracked and broken. It's surrounded by musical notes that are also broken. When you enter, you descend down a handful of steps into the establishment. The immediate great room before you is simplistic in decor, and a few patrons glance your way. You hear a clash of steel and a loud cheer come from an adjacent room, and as you take it in, you experience the smell of blood, sweat, and ale. Behind the bar, you see a massive man in a tight shirt, 
with a tuft of white hair on his head, cleaning glassware. The cup looks like a toy in his giant hands. You're not sure, but the terms Goliath and half-giant flip through your head. He glances your way and says loudly, Welcome to the violent Israelis comes in. Will you be fightings or just drinkings today? I have blood sausage for foods today's. Just look back at Murray. Back at the guy. It looks like we got one guy who might be wanting to fight. Well, that's good. We must be looking for fighters tonight. And yeah, you, you haven't seen what's kind of in the back room there, but you hear noises coming from, from back behind there. Of course, he's not fighting you, is he? Well, that's only for special occasions. You looks like you needs to be drinkings. What can I get you? Three blood sausages? I'll pass on the food, thanks. I'll take a nail, please. I'll take some food and a nail. I'll give this ale a try. I've never seen Murray turn down food either. Might as well get him another plate. Ah, two blood sausages and then two ales. It will be coming right up. He squeezes through the door to go in the back there. He has to duck and kind of get his shoulders through. Uh, just kind of look around and see anybody here that you might want to try to fight Murray. Uh, in the immediate great room, not so much. You got... Uh, Kind of a, a half-elf sitting at the bar. He's Looks like he's been at it for a while. Another figure there next to the door leading to the back room. That, uh, you know, the people in, in this room that are not necessarily where the action's going on, it's uh, obvious they're not. They're the washers. And after a moment, he comes back and sits down two plates of blood sausage and three mugs of ale. Probably just sit up at the bar there and... That beats five silvers for the lot. I'll hand over the coin. I am thanking you. That's Thank mine. you. Thank you. What is the next sign-up sheet for the next fight? Oh, it's uh, ongoing things. You make your ways to the back rooms, and you can get in lines, as they say. These these competitions you have here, are they fist-to-fist, sword-to-sword? Does that vary? Do you have any duels of wizards? Several types of combats. We've got first contacts, we have first bloods, we have first surrenders, and we have first deaths. But the, the first death ones are, well, let's just say there, there's much paperwork to be had. Uh, I bet. Is this establishment uh, tied with the Bane? I keep on hearing about this Bane. Bane's fights happen at the Coliseums. Are there people here that will be fighting at the Bane? Mm, Kelmer might. Kelmer? How you say local champions? Is Heater here tonight? I think he's back there. Very interested to... Not sure if he signs up to the fightings, though. Yeah, champions probably wouldn't sign up. Well, it seems to be all about the monies. And he's kind of talking to you at the same time as he's busying himself behind the bar, and patrons periodically come up, and he pours him another ale and gets him a drink and whatnot. You gonna fight, Murray? Yes. Did I hear that correctly? You was wanting to fight tonight? Yes. I'm just gonna open my mouth and just throw the blood sausages in, dump the ale in, and walk into the other room. I'll grab my plate and follow him. Good luck. I'm trying to gauge if this is the one that we were sent to speak to by Ketso. As you walk in the back, you hear, uh, talks to the old grumps in the corner. You walk in and murmur near as you duck and enter the enter the area. Yeah, you see two uh, people going at it bare-knuckled in the middle of the fighting pit there. And as you walk in, you see pretty much every head in the place turn and look and be like, I always got the pointing and there's some palatable excitement that uh, there's a fresh meat and it's big. I guess I'm going to walk over to the old man to, I guess, arrange a fight. Hey, you looking to fight? Yes. All right. What type of fight are you looking for? How hurt do you want to get? We'll start off easy and go uh, first blood. First blood. He checks his sheet and he says, yeah, I got someone here willing to fight you. All right. How big a purse are you wanting to put up? 
Well, as to the purse, our our bank is next door, actually. We just wanted to make sure that we had an available fight. What is the? I get uh, I get one, one right here. I get one fighter. He wants to put up fifty gold. Oh, fifty gold. That's. I don't think that'll be a problem at all. We're <laughs> just spending our money for her. What are you guys gonna come ask me? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I'll walk uh, in. Just... Yeah, I'm gonna go sit down and finish. I got my plate with me, so. We're gonna sit. If this guy looks chummy, I'll sit with somebody else. But otherwise, I'm gonna grab this empty. Tr- like if they look friendly, I'll sit next to them. But um, they're people at a fighting pit. So. Yeah, I'll just sit at this table by myself. Then we're just gonna walk in. I'm gonna kind of bend down and awkwardly ask, "I need fifty gold." You better win. And I hand it over. You go back to the old dude. Yep. Right. 50 gold versus 50 gold. 90 is the most you can win. The house takes 10%. Okay. When we call your name, what do you, what do you want to be called? Murray. Murray it is. Don't go too far. Some of these can be over pretty quick. I want to stand kind of by the edge of the rink and just observe. Do the people that are fighting, do they seem fairly well experienced or do they seem more amateur? Uh, let me have a the insight. Yeah, 17. Being fairly adept in the, the martial arts, uh, you give it a minute and you watch, and there's there's a good range of people who are coming in and they get some alcohol in them and they think they can take on the world, and there are elements of people that are better skilled. So there, there's a good range. There seems to be a decent camaraderie, though, amongst the people involved. I'm going to say you watch probably one or two fights and just observing the room. And with that insight role and observing the fighters, they uh, they probably have fought each other before. And there's there's elements of, oh, you got me that time type of thing. You, there's a few fights that end pretty quickly and a couple that are prolonged. But uh, you get to observe about five or, five or six. And there's some grudges and there's some good camaraderie. And it's really just kind of the whole range. So... There's a whole lot of talking to say. You don't have anything specific to go on. You're out at the bar, Tyler. Bartender says, I've not seen you here before. You news in towns? Yep. We're uh, pretty new. Yeah, welcome to the violin did you reduce. Thanks. We actually were sent here uh, by suggestion of someone that says they know you, uh, Ketso. Oh, yeah, Ketso. He's a good kitties. <laughs> yeah. He hates it when I call him that. <laughs> I bet he does. He said that you were... Uh, might be able to help us find the uh, key to a gate that we're trying to cross. Uh, keys to gates? Yeah, we're looking for uh, some f- very fine toys. This isn't much of a toy store. Mm, not from here. Uh, it, it's a... Uh, Are you speaking in the riddles then? Yes. Sorry, I don't have much time for riddles. Okay, fair. Well, I have the times, I just don't have the tolerances. I honestly don't like them either. Basically, he said that you might have the words needed to access uh, goods that Ezekiel possesses. Ah, yes, the Ezekiel's creeps me the hell out. Again, fair. But I need to be able to get in to see his goods. Hmm. And Ketso sends you here to see me's good old Axador. Yep. This is the untrusting one. Quite. I find my trusts are developed in different fashions. Hmm. How about you? You look like you can fight. <laughs> Potentially. Ketso says, Oh, I need to know him. I need to know him. Mm-hmm. Axador says, If you can fight, then you've earned it. What about my pal that's fighting? So what about him? If he can join the right fight, he wasn't in the right keys. Can we put him in that fight, or does it need to be me? I suppose if he wants the same prize, then uh, it could be him. 
we're working together. All right. Well, for something that's important, either needs to see if Kelmers wants to fight, or he fights me's. Okay. I can't make the Kelmers fight, though. He would need the convincings. Sounds good. I guess I'll finish my beer and uh, go talk to my buddies and see what we can do. All right, so let me know what he wants to do. Will do. Thank you. And I'm assuming you uh, mosey on into the fighting ring. Yep. I'll uh, sidle up next to let gain and see where things are where they things stand right now as far as what they've accomplished in the goals how's it going in here it's going well uh Murray's fight's coming up here pretty soon and i think it sounds like you gave him some gold to put down mm-hmm. i mean i guess it's the least we can do considering we did push him into that other situation he seems pretty excited now <laughs> i just got done talking to our big friend in the other room Yes, the... Yes, what did, what did he have to say? I like him. <laughs> He's so much easier to understand. Uh, basically, if we want the information we need, either myself or Murray has to fight either Kemmler or him. Can't say I envy either one of your situations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and if we look around the room, can we see the... The Kepler guy, the... Kemmler. Kemmler. Jeez, I'm so bad with names. Kelmer. 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 I'm getting it wrong, too. Yeah. Kind of idea to like, pick him out. Yeah, I'd say so. There's a half-orc sitting in the corner. Loose-fitting uh, loose fitting pants, although there are elements of some armor going on. There's a, a pretty ornamental sleeve made of some steel and some leather. Uh, and a pretty intricate tribal tattoo on his other shoulder. Uh, white hair... Uh, mustache, beard, tusks kind of sticking out. Uh, he looks uh, a little bit older than you might have expected, but he is just sitting back watching. He seems to be one of the more calm elements in the room. Uh, just hanging out, drinking a drink, taking it all in. I just kind of nod towards that direction and behind you. I think that's, I think that's the Kelmer fellow. He shoots a he shoots a look over your way and said. Just raise my drink up. He raises his hand and he says, Wilmet, I heard my name in your mouth. I heard you're a great fighter. I get by. I've had some luck. And some success. And lots of training. <laughs> that does help. It pays the bills these days. Are you, uh, looking for a fight tonight? Hmm. It sizes you up. <laughs> <laughs> not me, not me. And I'll kind of look over at Murray. I think it's across the room, right? Hmm. You big fella there, huh? Ah, yes. I'm not gonna lie, I'm interested to see him fight. Not so sure I'm ready to get off my stool this afternoon, though. Without the proper motivation. Yes, motivation. What What does motivate you to get up? I hear you're the, the champion, the local champion. It must be the, the pride and the honor of the title then, right? Yeah, champion of the violent diggeridoo. I suppose it's something, but I'll tell you what floats my boat, as they say, is good coin, good women, and good ale. You might say I'm a bit of a stereotype. I'll just raise my drink and say cheers to that. Cheers to you. Let's see how this fight... Axador. Three more ales. Oh, thank you. Oh, I don't believe I said they were for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course, I'm going to buy you a drink. Some newcomers to the Violent Didredoo. 
you, you notice that uh, somebody comes out and blows a didgeridoo every time a new fight starts. Uh, it's got to be up pretty soon, right? Seems that way. <laughs> <laughs> that was a crash one. <laughs> Sometimes they go that way. All right, you see the old man. He's, do you think he's a man? He might be part dwarf or part gnome or... Well, he's just old. Stands up and says, Next up to the ring, Murray. Get him! And you kind of walk around to the entrance and everybody's just like, Oh, yeah. Let's go with uh, Grokal. And a large human stands up from there and comes over. And, Best of luck to you. And you as well. You guys kind of go in and square off and to signal the beginning of the fight. And let's have initiative. 16. 16. Oh, look at that. You go first. All right, before you, he took his shirt off as he stood up. Wiry guy. Scar on his forehead. Long mustache, big bushy beard. Fierce look in his eyes. Crouches down and produces a dagger in his hand. And the initiative is yours. What would you like to do? I guess I'm going to try and kick him, try and get him against the wall. Just going to Spartan kick him? Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's 24. Roll damage. It's a four. All right. So I'm going to have him make a strength save to see if he gets knocked back. And he does. You blast him back Woo! five feet. And then he kind of regains his breath and then quick closes distance and takes a swipe at you with his dagger. He's not being sneaky about it. Um, what's your AC? 16. His dagger bites into you, ouch, for seven hit points worth of damage. You got a good shot. You got a good spot on you. First blood? Yeah. <laughs> Old guy stands up. He's like, the winner, Grokal! Everybody's just like... Oh, that's too bad. All right, and he goes and sits back down, kind of sits down and talks with the person at the next table, claps him on the shoulder and whatever. Where are you uh, going now? To your friends? Yeah. Okay, about that time, uh, during the fight, Axador had squeezed his way through the door and brought, brought three ales to uh, Kelmer. And Kelmer reaches out and hands them to, to you guys, so he brought you a drink. Thank you. He says, ah, tough luck there, big fella. Kind of hard to draw blood when you're fighting with the bare knuckles. Unless you hit him in the right spot, you know what I mean? I should have gone to the death. I would have snapped his neck. Kelmer's like... Should have gone to surrender. And you've picked up watching the the fights previously that uh, to the surrender is either they say uncle or they fall unconscious. That was a pretty quick fight. Might be up for another one, what do you think? How are you feeling after that little scratch you got there? That was a good one. You're... You're actually you're actually bleeding pretty pretty good. You know, that uh, that seven hit points was you know kind of kind of got you on the inner arm and. It's... Can I utilize my medicine proficiency to and my herbalism kit to heal myself? Yeah. Do you have any healing uh, herbs? It just says I have a small herbalism kit, so I'm assuming it's just a small assortment of herbs. R- roll medicine. Twenty. Yeah, you bandage it up and stop the bleeding and whatnot and stem the flow. You're not going to get dizzy from blood loss anytime soon or anything like that. You actually have some herbs that you have, that are known to help clean the wound and whatever. So, so. so to get what we need, one of us needs to either fight Kemler over here or Axador, the big guy in the other room. And in all fairness, I think it's probably one of you two. I don't think they would take kindly to my kind of fighting. You hear from the other room. You know the healing potions is worth 50 gold. Quit bargaining. I will take another step into the ring. 
if that works for the rest of you. Well, are you gonna just try and fight anybody, or are you gonna try and fight Kem- Kelm- Kelmer? Some call him the Iceman. I don't know. Is he going to want to fight me? Sounds like he needs some convincing. What did he say he fights for? Gets him up and he said coin and two other things. Women? Booze. I've got a little bit of booze, but he got it for me, so I don't think he'd want it back from me. This is like my fifth drink, right? Fifth or sixth drink. Oh, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Um, I need both Tylor and Letgame to make me a constitution, constitution saving roll. Or after having that third drink at... Uh, 14. Uh, 15. Nope, you're doing good. And actually, that being your fifth drink, go ahead and give me... <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. It's even better. Um... 15. 19. Yeah, Gain, you you were fine. You're, you're starting to feel a little tipsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the effects are that uh, well, you're feeling pretty social, so right now you have a plus two to your uh, persuasion checks. Mm-hmm. And uh, also you have a plus two to any save against any type of fear. Dig it. All right. So I'm going to pull out one of my gems. Turn to Kelmer. Would you fight him for one of these? Well, I don't know if you won't mind me taking a look at it. Certainly. <laughs> are you giving this to me to fight, or are you giving me this to wager? We'll give you that to fight. Hmm. And then we'll wager another 50 on 50 gold on top of it. And actually, that's a th- my 3.5 drinking chart, so just do it with advantage rather than a plus two. 15? Yep. Hmm. You three must be in the market for something. We or are. have something to prove. Tell me this, little dearie, here would be fighting you or fighting the big fella there. What do you say, Marie? You up for another fight? What kind of fight? First contact to the death? <laughs> We'd like to keep you alive. Well, I haven't grown so old being stupid. <laughs> I'm fond of surrender. I like those terms, Marie. That works. So the big fella it is, then? Correct. All right. We'll all go talk to the fart in the corner, and you go make your deal with Exidor. Perfect. He stands up. Uh, crack, crack. I hand you another 50 gold to put your wager in on your purse. Okay. And he picks up a massive axe that was leaning against the wall in the corner, takes it with him over to talk to uh, the boogies. Uh, also, there has been uh, a very prominent... Uh, level of people wagering with each other over fights on the side, so that is also a thing. Who's going to go talk to Exidor? Well, considering I'm the one who started this, I guess I will. So you make your way over to the bar. Another round's for you, sweeties! I'm good for now, thank you, but it does look like my friend is going to be fighting Kelmer over there for us. Oh, that's right! Mm-hmm. What are you fighting for? Sounds like first surrender. Well, hopefully Kalmer doesn't accidentally kill him. We don't have insurances for that type of thing. The paperwork is a nightmare. would expect nothing less than this establishment, to be honest. I'm surprised you got him off of his stool this early. I can be convincing. I believe you. So, about that information earlier, does this have to wait until he wins, or...? Therein lies the rubs, I sees. <laughs> Give me one more persuasion with advantage. That's better. That's fun to see. 18. <laughs> one. No, 18. Well, I'll tell you what. I like your straightforwardness. Yes, your friends beats Kelmer. I give you the keys. 
Perfect. Tell him I said good luck. We'll definitely do that. Thank you. I be thanking you. And uh, I'll go back and sit back down next to that game. Wait, here takes this with you. I know Kelmers is going to be wanting it. All right. He pours, he gets a, a different looking bottle from below the bar and pours a, like, basically a shot glass and, and then pours an ale, gives it to you. All right. Thanks, you. Thank Help, you. Helps us super hard to find these days. <laughs> I imagine. Right, and you go back and sit down, and by that time, Kelmer has returned to his seat. I'll turn around and hand that to him. My gratitude. Actually, he's standing by his his table. Kind of stretch here, pull it. Uh, get that big giant axe over back behind his head. Pop, 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 pop. Oh boy. Murray, you see his axe, right? I do. Do you? Are you ready? He's gonna. He's gonna swing that axe at you, Murray. Are you trying to talk him out of this? I just, Shh. Dying will be less painful than what happened earlier. Tyler's <laughs> 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 actually dying. <laughs> it's a win-win. Either I win, or I'm free. Uh, I don't know how I feel about you talking like this, Murray. Maybe we should get you another drink. Water. Water. Um, very well. Maybe one of those weird bottles you drink and make you feel better. I did, I did hear, I did hear him say that he had some potions back there, but. All I have is my Okay, 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 necklace. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> Saunter back into up to Exodor. I guess we need a healing potion. A healing potion. Oh, chief remembers your water. <laughs> we have those for 50 golds. Yeah, I recall hearing that earlier. I give him a, one of my gems. He uh, takes it and looks at it. And how much do you think this is worth? About 300 gold last time I had it appraised. Hmm. And he goes and gets in this little, not till, but comes out and gives you 250 gold and a healing potion. And Thank you. Probably, I don't know, whatever denomination. There was some platinum in there too. Can I also get a, another water for my friend, please? Okay, sure. But the water is kind of stinkies here. He's the one drinking it, not me. Thank you. The ale's actually safer. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he doesn't drink. Hmm. I know. Strange fella. He's also upset that he got laid earlier. Hmm. Strange fellows, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I nod and I walk back. <laughs> here you go. Never adults moments as I only did reduce. And I throw it back. That'd be a uh, three. Are you confident enough to fight? I still can't decide if I want to die or win, but I'm more on the side of winning for the time being. Are you saying you need another one? Yes. You better find some way to make me some money here. And I go back. Axidor, I'll need one more, please. Well, coming's right up. Thank you. Here you go. Thank you. That was seven. So you guys are hanging out, watching the fight. Kilmer says, So you opted for me, huh? Yeah. Exodor may have uh, fought the both of you if you sweet-talked him. <laughs> I'm sure he would have. Are you going to try to wager more money anywhere than any of the other people? What, are your, what, is your, what is your confidence level in Murray right now? About 50-50. <laughs> You're more confident than I am. <laughs> <laughs> but sli- I, I'm slightly more confident than in my own self. He's got size and, like, years and years of training on his end. 
All right, the MC stands up and says, For our next fight, Kilmer. And the crowd goes, Ooh. I swear, it's Kilmer. It's Kilmer. It's Kilmer. It's Kilmer. Kilmer. Ooh. Facing Murray. And the crowd goes, <laughs> Murray. Yay. <laughs> you walk over and walking through, he reaches out to shake your hand. He says, Good luck to you, son. And to you as well. I'm going to mutter out a quick prayer to my God. Forgive me for what I have done and let me either die swiftly or win swiftly. All right. Uh, let's do some initiative. 14. All right. You are not quite done with your prayer when the didgeridoo blows. And he takes a quick, quick step towards you and leads with his axe and basically just kind of boops you with the top of it and not doing any damage but you can tell he's kind of loosening up and being a little playful and you look at him and he goes and it is your turn so he's still kind of holding the axe out in front of him yep i'm gonna quickly step to the side and i'm going to just so i'm not directly in front of his axe anymore and i'm going to try and uh i'm gonna use my uh force breath and just okay. try and aim it center of mass uh dexterity saving throw for you that is a fail Alright, and then he takes one D10 force damage. Nice. One. Oof. Alright, yeah, you open your mouth and this waves of force come out and oh maybe his deck save wasn't wasn't as bad as I thought. He kinda turns just a little bit and it clips him in the shoulder and he looks and he says, Alright. Alright. Let's go. And he steps in and swings his gigantic battle axe at you and at the last second he pulls it back and punches you in the nose with the fist of it for two hit points. It's obvious he's kind of playing around a little bit and the crowd's just like, ooh! I'm gonna get in close and I'm just gonna, I guess just try and kick him, hit him. Okay, roll attack. 22. Yep, that lands solidly. I'm gonna try and just full on just sucker punch to the face. Line back, step in and boom, haymaker across the face. Seven... Yeah, seven. Seven, nice. He pop him, and it's just like... <laughs> he kind of blinks, and... <laughs> oh, that's what I'm looking for. He comes in, readjusts his great axe, and wades in, taking a swipe at you. It just hits. You try to dance back a little bit, but it clips your leg for three hit points. All right. It's a uh, 17. That will hit. Alright, I'm just gonna go and try and land a kick kinda mid chest area. It's another seven. Another seven. Woo! Yeah, you kick him and you actually kinda feel you've kicked enough people. You, you can feel it when a rib cracks. <coughs> you and your friends must really be looking for something. And you uh, see him kind of grit his teeth, give you a wild smile. He comes in, kind of comes at you. Uh, He's got a wild look in his eye, and here comes that axe. And it's coming with a little bit less control as it had before. Ooh. He comes in, and you try to step out of the way, but you don't quite, and it sinks right into your shoulder. And it bites deep. It's a natural 20. That is 15. So I will cast Coronial Shift on that at you, and that forces you to re-roll your attack roll. More or less, I'd be like yelling like, Murray, you know, like as a phone down here. Because I wanted to take a picture of this natural one that I just rolled. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, there's a moment where you just anticipate that axe just biting you, biting into your shoulder, almost lopping your arm off. But then for whatever reason, that axe swings wide, and he totally oversold it recklessly and loses his balance and trips over either himself or you as he swings by and falls prone. All right, he's on the ground. I'm going to take a run, and I'm just going to soccer ball kick his head. Whoa, we should have placed bets. Advantage because he's prone. 11. Mm, nope. Just at the last minute, he tucks his head in, and you kind of you make contact, but it kind of skips off his head. He's, oh, that was close. I think for for these purposes, he struggles to his feet, and as a reaction, if you'd like, you can go ahead and take an attack of opportunity. So I'm going to, as I miss my kick, I'm going to redirect my body and just bam, try and redirect myself, turn around into the side of his head, punching him. Yep. Okay. That was a twenty-two. That is much better. It's another seven. Woohoo! Oh, that was close. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You do pop him in the face, but he does regain his feet, and his axe is still on the ground, and he just takes a swing at you. Oh, and pops you in the nose for two. And the crowd's actually, you know, they're a bit peppier than you've seen them throughout the night. They're uh, surprised that uh, Murray's still alive, frankly. <laughs> I'm gonna try and go for a kick again. Try and get him, get distance between him and his axe. Try and kick to force him away. That was a eleven. Eleven. Eleven's not gonna do it. You kick him in his leg, but it's like kicking a tree trunk. Thwack! Now that you mention that, I would like to use a fury of blows. Um, immediately after you take an attack action on your turn, you can spend one key point to make two unarmed strikes as a bonus action. Yes. Hell yeah! Uh, yes, by all means. Take that flurry of blows. So it's a five and a six. Yuck. You get the surge of energy and you you, you almost remember, oh, this, this flow of energy through me, but it almost overwhelms you. I don't know if it conflicts with the ordeal you went through at the morning wood, but you take two extra swings and he manages to out of the way. And he looks at you and he's... And he, he is a bit separated from his axe. Um, so I'm envisioning it as you're in front of him, and it's about a 45 to him. So he comes at you and intent attempts to just shove you in the chest as hard as he can to back you up. So I would like uh, an athletics roll from you. Be a 16. 16. He got a 21. So you are knocked back a little bit, and he moves and regains his axe and looks at you and says, Come on. <sighs> that was a natural one. You're trying to attack him? Yeah. All right, yep, you move back in, and you take a swing at him, and he holds up his axe that he just regained, and you are like, ting! And that does one hit point of damage to your knuckles, but also that was an attack, so if you have more key and you want to try the flurry, then please do. Actually, I'll take uh, patient defense. You can spend one key point to take the dodge action as a bonus action on your next turn. The dodge action, I looked it up, uh, disadvantage on your roll, on your attack roll. Okay, yep. All right, yeah, so you kind of take a step back and gauging him, watching that watching that big old blade. He says, you say, you fighting for willing to step into the ring with me? And he takes another shot at you. That was a 15, and that was a 14. Your AC is 16. So you're able to slap the flat of the blade out of the way, and you can choose to uh, respond to him or just keep fighting, or both. That's a 12. A 12. That doesn't quite do it. It's not quite as bad as the first go-around, but 
bonus action. I'll hold for now. Okay. Probably going to regret this. At this point, he's he's actually kind of lowered his axe and his previous question, so he's kind of circling around, looking at you, staring you down, sizing you up. No? Well, then, let's end this. And he comes with a big, another reckless overhand chop. It doesn't bite into you as hard as that one almost did, but he does connect again with a big overhand swipe for... That's not the die I wanted. Nine hit points. It's a big-ass weapon you uh, keep getting hit with. Damn it, Murray. Watch out. Also, Tyler Lore, if you have any maneuvers that uh, involve leadership or bolstering or anything like that, uh, I would entertain applying those. We'll just say we'll put you in between the two. So it's your turn. Okay. I'm going to actually use a rally attack or rally action. Um, and I can choose a friendly creature and that creature gains temporary hit points equal to the superiority die that I roll plus my charisma modifier. So that's... Nice gonna be an extra 10 points to your temporary hit points yep yeah so you're back on the sideline just cheering him on and mm-hmm. the encouragement that you give him kind of rallies and he's just like yeah let's go mirror it is your turn oh my god <sighs> that was a whopping eight okay I, you looked like you were thinking about a bonus action that ends your turn yeah. all right kelmer's yeah, again axe down circling you <laughs> Are you going to fight or are you just going to pussyfoot around all night? And he takes a swipe and he tries to use his axe to, like, that bottom curve to to catch your foot. Yeah, to catch your foot and knock your balance off. So um, I'm going to roll an attack, which is just enough. Uh, roll me an acrobatics check. Twelve. Yeah, given how low his roll was, it was just barely, he barely cut your foot. And you were able to just, you know, lift your foot up and kind of dance back. And, and he says again... Come on. And now he's kind of goading you. So, Tyler, would you like to do anything? Yeah, I'm going to do that rally again, because my other two things require me to attack. So that's going to be another six. Woo, come on, Murray, you got this. Ooh. Uh, that right there is a natural 20. Hey. <laughs> yeah, tell me, tell me what that looks like. First hit, I'm going to try and do kind of an upper into the abdomen. Okay. Swing my other hand around and... For the flurry? And then, yep. He's all... Or, excuse me. Twelve. Okay, now roll the hit on the flurry of blows. It's a sixteen. Okay, that will connect. It's going to be a seven. So we'll take the seven for the first one and then roll the hit. That's a thirteen. Thirteen, that one does not connect. So you are... Come across with your left and right in the face and then apparently the momentum of knocking him backward you next right cross kind of just glances off not doing any damage he's he's bleeding his his eyes swollen and he's he's bleeding from the nose now he says that's what i'm looking for and then he comes at you with another axe swing but then in a pretty amazing feat of strength he switches the direction and it comes back Ooh, and then catches you across the chin for 10. Tyler Lure. One more rally to go. Here we go. Eight. You got this, Murray. I'm going to try and maneuver behind him to try and kind of kick out the back of his knee. Okay. Yeah, 17. That connects. Um, I'm going to roll an athletics check to see if he can maintain his feet. That is a two. Yeah, you kick, you do a quick, quick deft maneuver and 
jockey around behind him and kick the back of his knee, and he, surprised, drops to his knees. He's not completely prone, but he's got to take a second to reorient himself. Tyler is totally caught up in the fight, and she's like, yeah, that's it, Murray, do it! He throws his axe down. He turns around, turns around, and he says, yeah, we'll do it your way. And he goes to punch you in the face. That is a 20, and he hits you square in the nose for four damage. I guess I'm going to try and maneuver around him, but this time just try and sweep his legs from out of, from under him. Try and take him down completely? Yep. Okay. Mm, that's 10. Yep, no, that doesn't. Again, he's he's ready for it this time, and it's, again, you kick that tree trunk once. All right, you kind of crouch down and try to sweep his leg, and he anticipates it and just with his elbow right in your, right in your noggin, right in your dome. Ooh, that one was worth six. It wouldn't run your bell. Definitely going to feel that tomorrow. I'm going to try, run up close. I want to try and sink my teeth into his neck. Taking lessons <laughs> from Grom, I see. That's an 11. I was going to say, he's used to like like people trying to punch him and kick him. That bite came out of nowhere. All right. Oh, well, he was, uh, he was taken, taken aback by that. So uh, he basically succeeds in kind of just shoving you off. And so you take a step back and go again. This time I'm going to charge him. I'm going for a, kind of a full-on headbutt, trying to, I guess, pin him. Or oh, So you're going to drive him 12 feet to the wall? All right, not necessarily get him to the wall, but maybe knock him down and disorient him. 15? You uh, essentially, you know, how they train football players to grab him and lift him up. You get him on his toes and off balance and drive him to the ground. But I'm going to say you both are prone at this point. And at this point, the crowd, all of the crowd is now interested. And this is... They love their Kelmer, but they also love a good fight. All right, so at this point, rather than even try to get up, he's laying on the ground looking at you. He grabs the side of your head and is going to try to try to headbutt you. This dice is definitely on the team. And he connects for... Oh, only... That was only four. You need to end this, Murray! All right, I'm going to go in again. Going for the throat again. Bite? Yep. All right. This time it's not even just trying to sink my teeth. I'm just trying to tear his throat out. Yep. Ooh, that's 22. Yeah, you sink. This time you, it, it's almost like a, and you're like, harder. So go ahead and roll me, given the location of the bite, give me a D6. Eight. Yeah, that's about what he sounds like. And there's a gargle. There's like actually some, you can tell there's a little bit of blood in, in his airway. At this point, the, the general slash soldier in me, his full front, like screaming, like, get him! All right, he's going to try to, he, that that hurt. That, that put him at a point where he's like, oh my goodness, what just happened to me? So he's going to try to push you off. So if you're trying to maintain your position, let's do athletics. 14. 14, that beats a four. Nope, he's out of gas. He's pushing on you, but you are just on top of him, so... Here we go. I'm going for a claw in the eye. Like, just grabbing, just... Okay. <laughs> I know we said to surrender, but... The, uh, 15? Oh, man, that's just... You get his hand, You get your hand on the face, and there's some scratches, but they're just all superficial. You, didn't, you quite... You just missed his eye. And at this point, I think he's going to take one last... Maybe last swing at your head. There's no energy behind it. It's, uh, it jars your head, but it's not enough to do any actual hit points of damage. I'm going to go in, try and just go all out one full-on headbutt to his face. <sighs> it's an eight. 
I think the timing of it when he comes across with his half-ass punch, you're coming in with your headbutt, and it's just enough to knock it off to the side. Same thing. He's pushing with one arm. He's like he's like got his arm like up in your mouth trying to block the teeth, but uh, he's he's pretty much done. Uh, but he is not one to quit at this point. You know, everybody's up at the edge of the rail and they're just like, oh, oh, Kilmar, oh, come on, come on. Finish him, finish him. You got this, come on. And I, I put the graphic there, but uh, uh, Tyler, you probably didn't notice. You can roll for it if you want, but it's really no big deal. Uh, you didn't notice, but again, you're still kind of sitting back and watching. You, you've seen that Axador has actually come in. Oh, so I saw him come in. Yeah, so to watch the fight. There. He came, he came in. He came in a while ago to to watch the fight, and he's just kind of standing there, being his nine, almost ten foot giant self, just arms folded, just watch, just regarding it in an unemotional fashion. I'm gonna haul back and try and do one final blow to his head. Seventeen. Seventeen. That connects solidly. You don't have to roll. He's got one hit point left. So you sit up and you find your center of gravity and just come straight down all your upper torso weight behind it and just crunch and and he just goes limp he falls unconscious and i scream and jump for joy and excitement proud of you murray you did it i'm gonna go back to the table and i'm gonna drink my dirty water (laughs) so you you stop when you see him go limp yeah when i see him go limp i'm gonna just stand all right uh yep so you just stand up and the crowd is just like, oh, yeah, oh, they, uh, they appreciated that fight. You know, there was some posturing by Kilmer and whatnot, but uh, they, uh, they saw a fight and they were happy about it. I made a little bit of money back. Because <laughs> we put, we put the yeah, 50 did you? Oh, you put 50 old on, on the, yeah. just the straight 50 on the straight up. For the purse, yeah. That was... Murray paid $50, but that had to have been better than just a one-to-one, right? Like, it had to have been like five-to-one odds on that. He wasn't giving odds. He was just giving the, you know, yeah, yeah, if you wanted, if you wanted, if you had taken some time to actually talk to one of the other people. One of the other people that (laughs) actually turns out to be the bookie, then, oh, no, I'll give you, I'll give you 10-to-one. Kelmer, I'll give you 10-to-one on that shit. But since he went straight to the the Mm -hmm. guy who's running it, it was basically, it was the fighter against fighter, house takes 10 Mm-hmm. So, 90. Yep. I didn't get a lot back, but I got no. some back. <laughs> now I'm regretting not taking that bet. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, you recall, there actually was quite a few people given pretty crazy odds having seen... Oh, man, you should have taken advantage of that, because... Right? <laughs> I'm like, let's fight. Poke, done. Oh. Okay, now I'm going to fight Kelmer. <laughs> <laughs> kind of perfect get everyone's hopes down anyway so you stand up and the crowd's just nuts and this has drawn some more people in so imagine there's like twice as many people there as the seven that i have there and uh, much applause and everybody appreciated it and axador kind of looks and he says well let's be getting him one of the good health potions talking about calmer he's very concerned that uh his prize fighter. The, the, well, prize fighter <laughs> and the people that die on his property have filled out the proper paperwork. <laughs> so we can kind of, I don't need to rearrange the map too bad. So there's several people that kind of come in and pour a potion down his throat. And Actually, no, I take that back. There's somebody who comes in and you can see that he casts a, a magic spell on him. And Kelmer's like, <clears throat> and spits out some blood. And he's like, well, that was 
pleasantly surprising. <laughs> Next door's gone back to serving drinks. So, yeah, you guys uh, reconvened at the table. Well done. Very well done, Murray. I'm not going to lie. In the very beginning, I thought you were going to die, but... <laughs> <laughs> something happened, and... Proud of you. Very proud. You Thank you. Well. Thank you all. I hope this was worth it. I hope we're going to get what we need from this. Well, we should. On that note. I'm still sitting there. I would imagine I had had another drink while they were fighting, and I would like to see if I'm... Constitution, please. Uh, five plus whatever. All right, you're starting to get a little bit of the label is dizzy, so you, you, you got a little bit of spinny-spinny going on, and mechanically you have um, advantage on saving throws against fear things and at disadvantage on dexterity things. Seeing how wild that was, my, my character was getting. Should I make the whole Rita heavier? <laughs> Let's make everything heavier. No. <laughs> what is wrong with him? So that's what ale does if you drink it. If you drink it too much. Keep an eye on him. I'm going to go talk to Axidor. Yep, you go next door. Hey, big guy. That was quite the fight. I know it. I'd be thanking you for bringing the entertainments. It was my pleasure. So, uh, believe we need to settle up our round for the, the drinks and, uh, hoping you might give me that information. Oh, yes, the aforementioned of informations. The keys. Yes. I asked the keys. I'm assuming the keys is the words. Yes. Ezekiel likes dealings in fancy, fancy weapons and armors and things. So just so you know, the words change often. Okay. And for the love of all of the gods, please don't tell him the wrong words. Okay. That will end poorly for everyone's. Well, we plan to use them tonight, so well, hopefully. not me's, but I think you takes my meanings. Mm-hmm. So... He leans in, <laughs> leans like down, looks around, looks to the right, looks left. The password is Kasuragama. <laughs> Kasuragama? Yes, that is what. That's the things that I said. All right, got it. And what do we owe you for the drinks? Well, I think you've been paying as you goes. Okay. Oh wait, no, your blue scaled friends is not has money. Mm-hmm. You know what? That was a good fight. Consider the drinks on the houses. Thank you. How about one more healing potion from you, please? Well, that I will need 50 golds. I assumed. Or do you want a good ones? He's pretty messed up. Yes, but I've also spent a lot of money on him today. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a prize racehorse. This shit ain't cheap. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him healing when we get back to our lodgings. Uh, enough. Lodging. Here's you goes. Thank you. And I hand over 50 gold. It's okay, it's not expected to tips the proprietors. I toss another two gold. No, you keeps that. I just like sayings that to see reactions. I leave it on the bar and walk away. I likes hers. <laughs> My gold percentage has changed so much back and forth today, guys. When she comes back in the room, I am just just lying on the table. Just lying across the table. Here, drink this. Kilmer comes over and says... First, drink this. And he hands you a glass of something. And he has one that looks the same. And he holds it up to you. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll drink it. And he knocks it back like it's nothing. But it's not ale. It's close to tequila. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm burning and coughing a little bit. Yep. 
Thank tell you. you what, it was a good fight. If you ever want to go again, you let me know. I'll definitely take you up on that offer someday. Claps you on the shoulder. And then he goes and plops back down his chair. And <laughs> now drink this handsy potion. Um, yeah, D8 plus one, because she bought the cheap one. That looks to be a four. Should have taken a bet with someone. I feel like Letgain still has half a beer. Yeah, I probably. If these guys are. I might be standing up and seeing if everybody looks like they want to talk. Or Are there more fights going on? Yeah. Yeah, the fights all go all night. Yeah, it's. it. Well. I'm going to take the rest of his beer from him. Yeah, what time, what time is it? It's like 5 o'clock. Um, yeah, but, but yeah. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> probably yeah. a good idea. Got a dry throat. I'm just going to drink the rest of this for you. Let's say, you know, with the amount of fights that you observed and the amount of whatever, let's say it's about six o'clock. Should probably be thinking about trying to meet back up with the rest of our party here soon. I got the password we needed. From who? Our big friend. I'm look over Murray. Did you know the password? <laughs> no, 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 no. Our no. newer, bigger friend. Oh, Okay. What do, you, what, do you, what do you guys want to do now? Uh, if you're looking around for people to talk to, it's pretty much more of the same. It's kind of people. The people that are here with the being social or with being social with the people they came here with and, and just enjoying fights and kind of the, the, the cross social interaction is like, oh, did you see that? That was amazing type of thing. What about that, that cat that healed him with the magic spell? Is he around? Um, it was actually the, uh, the old dude in the corner that takes a... Did I, registration. When, when he did that, do I did I tell that he had like a spell book or is he using like a? Uh, roll me perception. There's a one. There's a one. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Okay. I'll probably yeah. I'll just. You saw him come into the ring and then looked over at something and then took a drink of your beer and looked back and then Kelmer was up and. Yeah, I'll just sit with until these guys. I won't be mingling too much then. Well, shall we go find Grom? Sounds good. That sounds pretty good to me. I'll probably be fine. Probably. Just looking around. How bad am I bleeding? It's uh, stemmed even more so after you took that healing potion. Ironically, the bandage that you put on your arm from the first fight is immaculate. It wasn't touched. All right. Let's do it. Yeah, it's uh, really no no big ordeal to head out. Would you like a perception check as you watch outside, or are you just going to go to the siren? do that perception check. I wish that wasn't such a leading question. Mmm, that's a four. Five. Be a sixteen. You see a couple people maybe coming home for the day, sheltering themselves from the rain, but as far as assassins, you don't see any. Considering the amount of alcohol in me right now, that probably makes sense. Yeah, give me one more constitution there, because I feel like you would fit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I spent that whole fight not drinking. Yeah, and that whole fight was what? How many rounds? Six seconds a round, right? Yeah, so let's pretend like it was ten rounds. It was one minute. One minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's an 11. All right. 11. Uh, yeah, you're actually... That last one kind of hit you. So, uh, you are also going to have uh, disadvantage on dexterity saves and... Advantage on fear saves. Then I'm just happy drunk, basically. Happy drunk, yep. You know to the siren! You know exactly where the siren is. I can't wait to tell Grom and Man, uh, Mavka about that fight. 
That was a pretty good fight, Murray. Grom's gonna be so sad he didn't see it. We're bringing Grom back here, right? Like, maybe Murray and Grom can fight. That would be good. Oh. Hmm. Why do I just see them trying to bite each other? Murray, you gonna bite Grom? Only if you bit me first. I'm gonna tell Grom to bite Murray. <laughs> Grom only bites people when he has cause. No assassins attack you on the way to the siren. You make your way there safely. You walk through the door. Oh, Mrs. Doothy! Hello! Have you been having a good evening? Oh, it's been great. Oh, oh my. What happened yeah. to your friend? He was in a fight. Well, I'm learning to expect nothing less from when <laughs> you come back to my establishment. First a body, now this. I actually know him, and he's walking. Well, I suppose there's that. <laughs> hey, do you still have those healing things we asked you to keep on hand? Yes, it's an interesting inventory item to have to keep track of now. Anyway, I um, appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you too. Um, will we be doing the, um, the expensive one, the more expensive one, or the most expensive one? Just the expensive one, please. Just the expensive one. Very good, very good. Well, I managed to speak to my apothecary, not recently. Uh, excuse me, I said not recently. I meant recently. Sometimes I misspeak. Anyway, I talked to my apothecary, and um, I got a good deal on these. So, I have some discounted ones. For 25 gold pieces, he has assured me that they are very, very safe. Or I have, I see your hesitation. Works for me. Or I have the standard um, expensive one, and I have the standard more expensive. Well, you tell me what, what you want to do. Trying to understand how a healing potion could probably be safe. Did I say probably? Well, I meant probably. Well, I'm looking at you. I could tell you if it's good or not. No, it's kinda, can I take a look at it? See if I can even recognize that it's okay? Roll me... Uh, are healing potions arcana, arcana. Or, arcana or medicine? You pick. One I have proficiency and one I don't. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. Yeah. Alright, so that is a two. Uh, Perfect. Plus... Perfect. Yeah. Well, it would be like a seven. He brings out one of the ones in you. Stick your finger in, taste it, and taste just a bit. Seems right as rain to you. <laughs> this is this is the good one right here. This is this is what you want to get. I don't know why you're looking at me. I'm not the one who has any money. I'm gonna pay for it. Which one do you want? You already cheaped out at the other place. <laughs> the expensive one. I have paid for everything else that you have gotten today. You gonna be ungrateful? Or you gonna take what you can get? I will take the cheap one. <laughs> Alright, he says that one. Hmm, would you like one or two or three or... Well, I guess I only have four. I think one will be just fine. <laughs> Alright, one it is. Can I, can I have one? I want one. Do you need healing? I, I might, later on. I could make him need healing. No, this isn't... <laughs> You're hilarious. This is our, our supply for what we need to be. Oh, okay. This is our Randall keeps it for us so we can come to him. I appreciate you, Randall. Oh, I appreciate you, Mrs. Toothy. <laughs> so, one, two, four. I can send out and have more brought in. 
He says one. Okay. Shall I put this on your tab? What's that up to? Mm, I would have to look. Hmm. Just charge it to Grinzander. <laughs> no, just give it to him. I'll hand a, a gem to him. Okay. Oh, goodness. And apply the rest to whatever's currently on that tab. I'm not sure where it's at, but... Would you like to uh, keep this as your running tab, or would you like some change? This point seems like a good plan to keep it as a running tab, the way we're going. Very well. I shall apply it to the books. Thank you. You are so generous. Easy to be generous when we have a wonderful host such as you. Oh, you are too kind, too kind. How is that? How is that That guy we brought in? How is he doing? Oh, Leroy? Yeah. Oh, he's made his way out of here. Is that his name? Well, yes. What's Leroy do? I didn't quite catch that. Yeah, okay. You haven't seen him before? Apparently he runs around getting into trouble. I have not seen him before, no. Anyway, come in, come in. Enjoy yourself. Uh, Kai will be starting soon, and, well... Oh, Kai, yeah. Please come hang out. Will you be needing your room for this evening? That is unsure yet. Okay, well, let me know. Of course. Please let me know either way. Uh-huh. Because, you know, if you don't, I can make money. Yes. And that is fantastic. But as it stands, if you want it, it is yours. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Let's go find a seat and hang out and wait for Grom and Mavka. Sounds good to me. Um, Roll wisdom, all three of you. But gain with disadvantage. Oh, so it'd be four. Sixteen. Actually, both Miralnir and Let Gain kind of have a thought. When Tylalor says Mavka, they think, I feel like we should have heard from her by now because she went to take Errol's body to the Seneschal of the Arcane District, Thutkan, about which you have heard. And she left pretty much last night, late last night. And it takes a minute, but it doesn't take that long to traverse the city. Maybe a couple hours, a few hours to uh, get across, navigate the elevators at the, at the cliff and whatnot, having stopped at the Siren previously and not hearing any word or anything like that. You think it, it's, yeah, that thought occurs to you both. Wait, what time is it? Shouldn't we have heard from her by now? Yeah. Grom and Mavka. What? Does Mavka know to meet us here? I can't, can't remember exactly when we saw her last. If she was supposed to meet us back at Grisander's, or... It's been so long, hasn't it? Eh. I, I don't... I don't remember what the plan was. Weird. Um, Tyler, I feel like you're lucid enough, and Mirmalnir, you're lucid enough, obviously, because you, you've, you're, you're only a little bit punch drunk. No, no, that was kind of the original agreement was to kind of. This has been kind of uh, a center of operation for a while, and so it was kind of a good place to, a safe place to reconvene. And... You think, you think Grom has got that that stone for me? How, Maybe. When do you think he'll be here? I've, not that it's my stone, but I've, it'd be fun to play with that stone. But... I'm going to go sit down. All right, so you move into the common area there and find a table. Unless there's any more conversation about speculation about where Grom or Mavka is, I think we can probably stop there. This has been Bedlam Social Hour, a D&D podcast, a Peace in the Chaos production. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, work hard and be kind.